0: All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, This is Brian. I'm here with Israel uh, for Metal Swap Meet. Uh, We're here at Setting Sun Sake. We're here with uh, Josh and Kim from Setting Sun Sake. And uh, thank you for having us. Yeah.
1: Thanks for uh, for coming. Thanks for coming down and uh, doing this video with us. I appreciate it. It's always good to hang out.
0: Absolutely. Uh, In case you guys didn't know, and uh, you've been living under a fucking rock for a while, uh josh and kim and setting sun are the ones that host the metal swap meet uh for the last three metal swap meets
1: yeah super grateful to be able to do that uh i i loved how it 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 happened naturally you guys showed up and thankfully never left
0: yeah yeah i just wandered in here and right found uh some metal heads so uh yeah we really appreciate that um we're kind of here talking to you guys um just because we, you guys have had like a little bit of a hard time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's been a,
1: it's been a struggle to make sake cool in Southern California.
0: And you guys are our friends, so we want to help you. And uh, you know, it, it, if you guys stay around, it helps us too.
1: Hell yeah! Well, we want to stay around so we can keep hosting the Metal Swap Meet into the future. I, uh, I just see it getting bigger and bigger every year. More, more bands, more, more booths, more madness. <laughs>
0: We appreciate that. Uh, Maybe you'd like to give us kind of a brief history of the company setting Sake.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, We were founded in 2014. Um, I spent some time working for breweries, and uh, I knew when I wanted to strike out on my own and do my own thing, I wanted to do something that was uh, difficult and significant. And uh, rather than being San Diego's 457th beer brewery, Uh, I thought it'd be really cool to showcase sake brewing uh, because it's an offshoot of beer brewing but still really different. Um, We signed the the incorporation documents in 2014 and we spent uh, almost three full years in recipe recipe development and uh, building out the brewery. Uh, We opened at the end of 2016. Uh, We had just a uh, 1,000 square foot space next door, actually. It's now uh, all of our brewing area. But uh, we started out there with just a small tasting room and uh, a small brewing area, smaller brewing area. And uh, we were just trying our hardest to produce world-class sake here in San Diego. Um, We had some some really cool success with the local neighborhood took us in, and we were able to grow. Uh, We acquired the unit next door, which is where we're at now, in 2017, and it took me about a year to uh, um, put everything where it is now. We've got a beautiful mural. We've got this wood feature behind us, the Ronin Wall, that has the names of our uh, members on it. Um, And the grand
2: opening of uh, this tasting room was actually when we first hosted the Metal Swap Meet. So that was super rad.
1: Yeah, in 2018 when we uh opened this side uh was was our first uh metal swap meet. And uh, it was just on the backside here yeah. and uh it was super impressive to see the fans come out for that. I uh I really can't describe it as uh anything other than just an awesome concert vibe full of really cool people. And then there's just tons of uh like patches and, and CDs and stuff. I love it. Uh, but back to setting sake. Um, so in 2018, we opened this side up. It was a great experience for us. Uh, we then went to work with getting into uh, Costco and uh, Cost Plus World Market, trying to get out distribution and representing San Diego sake uh, throughout Southern California. Um, we started landing some of those accounts and then the pandemic hit. And uh, it's been a, uh, a real um, punch in the dick <laughs> the entire time since. Uh, not only the limitations of, uh, of what we're able to do for allowing people inside, just the, the limited hours and uh, the pandemic itself, you know, forces everyone to make different decisions. So we had some of our team members leave to, to you know, pursue what they had to, I mean, full respect for them uh, leaving the project, but it left us uh, understaffed and kind of underfunded to do what we need to do uh, without the same number of people to keep up the work we were doing. Um, We were able to get some SBA loans in the beginning of the pandemic, which were crucial for us staying alive and staying here and allowed us to get to uh, last year when we hosted the last metal swap meet, it was amazing. Uh, to see the people come back out and forth, in force and uh, and do all that. But as uh, as the world is opening up, everyone seems to want their money. And so the landlords who had been nice for the pandemic charging us half rent said, we need all of that money and now. And uh, that was a huge strain to our uh, already struggling business. So we announced you know, the Ronin Recovery Program, which you guys thankfully have been sharing and a lot of our friends have been sharing. And that helped us get over that first hurdle. Um, but what we're looking to do is is not just stay here in this location, but grow and thrive in this location, and fully realize the, uh, the dream from the beginning, which is opening a, a small cafe. It'll allow us to become uh, a sake brew pub. So we'll go from San Diego's only sake brewery to San Diego's only sake brew pub, but that'll allow us to pour beer and wine and cocktails and, and have a, a more full experience. So for everyone that's joining our Ronin club, getting their name on the wall back here um, and getting a, a tab at the bar to be able to, to uh, enjoy themselves. They're also getting a, uh, a more well-rounded experience rather than just sake and sake cocktails. We'll have killer eats and uh, killer beers, um, which I think will, uh, change the vibe in here and, and make it a, a, a much more open. and.
0: Would you be uh, brewing the beers as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. The, the, uh, we've been doing more collaboration brews lately. We did one with uh, Three Punks down in Chula Vista. We did an amazing mango IPA that um we entered in World Beer Cup, and I plan on winning B- World Beer Cup. Not because it was an amazing IPA, although it was, but because we entered it in the uh, sake beer category and it'll definitely stand out from what everybody else is trying to do. Everyone else.
0: I had no idea that was a category.
1: It just is for this. Uh, it, they just added it this year because sake oh. is growing and uh, you're going to kill it then. Yeah. I, I mean, I plan on it, <laughs> <laughs> especially with uh three punks is the the brewery I'm working with it. They mm-hmm. make amazing beer, but so we'll add more beer here, uh, beers that we brew in collaboration. Um, we'll, we'll add uh wines that we work on. We have a a wine collab we did with Charlie and Echo and maybe some ciders. We've done a cider collab with Newtopia. So we we have a really rich history of working within the community to showcase all the angles that sake could offer. And uh, with our Koji Koji Kitchen that we want to open, we'll we'll be able to do a much more um, well-rounded experience with food pairings as well. So... Um, while the Ronin Recovery Program is still active and going, it's it's to get us to go to those. Um,
0: it's to try to stabilize you and then uh, help you grow to the, the next level.
1: It's, yeah, it's also that, and it's responding to what San Diego has really kind of said they wanted during the uh, pandemic. And, and even now when we're open and we have a food truck out front, um, our sales are higher, people are happier. Sure. And uh, we've been struggling to keep food trucks out all the time and chef Kim is an amazing chef who does dinners and stuff all over town. And it would be a waste of her talents not to showcase what she can do here as well.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, so in addition to her talents, we'll have other chefs that we keep doing collaborative din- dining experiences with uh, like chef Chewy, of, uh, the good seed, the good seed. Uh, while he's still in town. We'll have at least one more uh, experience with him, where we have a nice dining uh, collab with him. Uh, he's done amazing ramen, uh, stuff for us. And, uh, it's really cool to always see what kind of food he's bringing and we'll keep that vibe going into the future as well. Not only with the food that we keep here, but the same collaborative efforts.
0: Awesome. Um, as far as the Ronin recovery, maybe you could kind of, uh, kind of briefly kind of go over, uh, what packages and stuff and, uh, things we're offering with
1: that for sure for the Ronin recovery i'll definitely let kim take over kim is our uh resident kiki sakishi which is a uh, international sake sommelier uh she's also our uh cocktailian is that the word i don't know what the word is she makes all the sake cocktails uh and uh does a lot of the food pairings so with with all of that that she does she's also in charge of the ronin program and she's the best one to describe it
0: On Bar Rescue, they call it mixologist.
2: Mixologist? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chief the (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the fancy term, I think. Um, No, it's been great um, having our cocktail program here. Uh, It all ties into into the Ronin Recovery, too, to keep us going. Um, So our Ronin Recovery, we have uh, a few options. Obviously, our biggest one is to join the Ronin Club membership. Um, It's an annual membership. It also can be a month-to-month thing, but because of the uh, situation we're in, we're asking for people to to join annually. It'll get your name on this wall. Um, You get other tasting room perks, so... uh, What are those perks, Kim? uh, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anytime you come in, uh, you get 15% off your entire tab. Uh, we do two monthly visits. First round is on us for you and a guest. Uh, again, the 15% off also applies to all of our uh, events on-site and off-site. So one thing we really pushed was our sake omakases. Uh, it, it was part of our educational program here. Uh, used to be called the sake 101, 102, 103s. They were all different, uh, just variants. Uh, either involving food or it was like a homebrew class, which is really cool. And um, we we want to keep that going because not only are we a brewery, but we're all about educating people, too, here. Um, because as San Diego's only sake brewery, uh, people come in here and, and and they don't know what to expect. And we don't know what to expect either because people think, oh, you're – rice wine or you know this is a distillery and it's like no we're not but (laughs) but here let us show you what we do um and and for people who have that stereotype of of just sake and sushi or sake and and asian cuisine uh that's why we do our sake omakase is to push the boundaries to show people you could do a sake and cheese pairing you can pair sake with malaysian food or indian food uh, and our Filipino food. So we get the uh,
1: the discount on all the events we do. But what are yes. other the other perks in the uh, Ronin Club?
2: Uh, yes. So uh, your Ronin Club membership is uh, for a full calendar year, uh, which basically means like if you sign up, it's a, we're open for enrollment all year. So if you sign up in March, it's through March of next year, mm-hmm. um, and and so forth and so on. Uh, your name gets on the wall right here. Uh, The ones that are painted on here actually are lifetime Ronin members, so uh, they have either been here from the start, uh, when we first did our Kickstarter situation, or they've invested into Setting Sun in one way or the other, or helped us build this wall, which is great. Um, But these wooden plaques right here, we're actually going to order plaques, like actual uh, screen printed or or etched.
1: Uh, uh, machine etched uh, yeah. door door plaques, like yeah. you would get in a yeah. nice office.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yes, your name will go on the wall. Uh, you earn Ronin coin. So Ronin coin is basically, uh, you're 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 basically buying a bar tab, right? So every it's like
1: Disney bucks. Yeah,
2: it's like Disney dollars. <laughs> uh, so every dollar you spend on the Ronin coin, uh, you earn uh, or on the on the club you earn coin. Uh, so you get 300 Ronin coin, because uh, our membership is uh, $300 uh, with a $60 member uh, registration fee, uh, you get to use that in the tasting room. So if you come in, you start a tab, you have friends, you're, you know, you're entertaining and you're just like, hey, Kim or Josh, I want to use my Ronin coin, I'll be like, cool, we'll take care of it. And uh, we'll keep you up to date on that monthly. Um,
1: Bottles to go, yeah. Merch, events, anything
2: we basically sell for setting on sake, uh, you know. Uh, how
0: much is a Ronin coin worth in dollars? Is there?
2: It's a one to one. One to one. Oh, okay. That makes it easy. Yeah. 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 It keeps it e- makes it easy for everyone to keep track
1: of. Sure. Um, you get the uh, you get the Ronin coin. You get the discounts off. So even though it's three hundred dollars in Ronin coin, it, you're really getting a much deep, you know, much better deal because you're getting the 15% off everything that you're purchasing. Um, You also have monthly tasting room perks. Like,
2: yeah, every, uh, every month you have two visits, uh, you and a guest first rounds on us. Um, also we'll email you any, uh, pre-sale releases on bottles or even events as well. Um, you you kind of get uh you know first first dibs on on tickets or or specialty bottles that we have limited bottles on and uh, and and you get to buy it.
1: Yeah, it's uh first access on all of our bottles that we release, first access on the tickets that we do for all of our educational series like the sake omakase or our on premise or off premise events when we host them, uh, as well as uh, invites to our uh, Ronin mixers or our Ronin club parties that we host. Um, those are usually pretty cool, and we, we do good food and good cocktail specials for that.
0: Well, I know you guys know how to party. Uh, so um, kind of a, one more question for me about that. Um, besides, a, in the Ronin Club, do you guys ship bottles?
1: We, uh, we currently are shipping to 38 states, and we'll ship anywhere that you're at And you could use your Ronin coin to cover shipping. So just by joining the Ronin Club, you could we ship to Montana or New York or, or, you know, wherever, uh, anywhere here in California. And it's like, we'll just take care of everything for you and get it to you. Okay. Uh, so if you can't make it out to uh, uh, the tasting room to use your Ronin coin, we'll ship everything to you, though. If you can make it to the tasting room to get your uh, monthly visits in so we can get the first round in. Uh, coming around for our events is the best way to to utilize it. Uh, at the end of the day, though, if if you don't live locally and you just want to support, uh, we'll put your name on the wall so you'll have uh, uh, proof that you've been down since day one kind of mm-hmm. thing. And uh, uh, we'll we'll ship it to you or we'll do everything we can to arrange for that.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, and
1: also the Ronin coin can be used for renting the tasting room say if you wanted to ha- have a birthday party here uh-huh. or a bat mitzvah um, <laughs> whatever your event we could work that out for you uh, it's not just the ronin club well that's the best way to help us out because uh it allows us to to put those funds into to use directly there's also uh ordering our sake uh you ordered a four pack of our sake uh, you get our ronin clear our hoppy, our pomegranate hibiscus and green tea and our nigori sake. And uh, buying those will work out shipping to you or uh, you can come in to pick up and we'll usually have some food or or some cocktail specials for for the pickup days as well.
0: So that's another way, like if... uh if the running club's not in the, the person's budget, but they want to help, they could do the uh, a, a pack of bottles, right? For
1: sure, a pack of bottles yeah. is another way of going about, and then Where, you get you get the bottles to share with your friends. Yeah, yeah. and uh,
2: yeah. Right now, we still have our uh, our core four. Uh, it's our 750 ml swing tops. So it's cool because if you don't finish the bottle, um, once you open it, has a swing top. Keep it in the fridge, uh, and and enjoy another day. Um, we also still have, uh, I'm doing inventory, so we still have some merch available, um, some hats and t-shirts. Uh, that was a $50 um, buy. It's uh, either a shirt and a bottle or a hat and a bottle. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, like a mystery box type thing. So dealer's choice, whatever bottle we throw in there for you guys, uh, that, that did really well too. Or you could just donate to the Ronin Recovery, um, which is a really great thing because that will help us, um, not just on our current uh, financial uh, challenges, but but beyond. Because It'll help
1: us for repairs and yeah. replacing equipment and stuff that we just weren't able to budget for and, and plan for during these uh, strange times. Um so, so at any level, if somebody wants to support, we appreciate it. This is something where we're, we're passionately representing sake in, in Southern California and trying to be a, uh, a lightning rod for people to experience uh, you know, traditional Japanese-style things or even new uh, San Diego craft-style things. Um, there's the donation level, there's the $50 uh, merch and bottle combo, there's the four-pack combo, and then there's the Ronin uh, r- Club. All of those are available whatever level you're interested in. Every level would help us, and uh, we, we appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys uh, always sharing our stuff, uh, our, our latest updates and posts. Um, that's, that's a great thing uh, to just keep following us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we'll update our Google and Yelp uh, to, to work on, uh, opening our tasting room and over,
1: uh, over summer. We'll work to get our, our tasting room open more hours yes. right now. We're just going to be open, uh, uh, on the weekends, but we'll be working to get back to our seven days a week. We were originally open. Sweet. Well,
3: first of all, thank you guys so much for uh, hosting us here, you know, for now the third time and hopefully the fourth coming yeah, up. Thank you. Um, I think it's, it, I mean, this place itself is pretty special. Uh, I mean, I would imagine setting some sake for you guys is super special. I like uh, it. what brought on the, 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 the desire to do sake? First of all, that's uh, a, in a beer centric kind of city like San Diego.
1: That's a great question, man. Um, the idea came to me while i was working at fuller's in uh, london i was uh um, at the brewery drinking fresh fuller's london pride and it dawned on me that the one of the reasons why i'd never really enjoyed it in the states was because of the shipping it had to be it, it, it sat on a dock it sat on a boat it sat on a dock it sat on a where in a warehouse it ended up on a shelf it might have gotten to you within six to nine months of it being fresh and one of the things that's amazing about the San Diego craft beer scene is the fresh beer. Right. You get styles of beer from represented from all over the world, but delivered fresh so you can enjoy it. Uh, I loved sake and I thought it'd be amazing if somebody would present fresh local sake. Uh, back when we started there was only seven sake breweries in North America. So Canada Mexico and and the United States uh, there was only seven craft sake breweries. And and so for me to, to get a job in the business, my options were um, move or open my own. And after uh, almost a decade in the craft beer industry, I'd been brewing represented styles of German lagers, of English pales, of Belgian porters. You know, there's, there's styles that we emulated from all over the world. I thought I could do that for sake. And what I really genuinely want to do is elevate sake to a higher level than it is now. Not saying that sake is not amazing. It's amazing in Japan and it's amazing here in the United States. But the the consumer or the the, the general people out there, if they're not weird anime nerds or in sushi bars. There's so many people that don't eat raw fish. There's so many people that would never have sake without going to a Japanese place. And I wanna close the distance to that. So I wanted to bring sake to Americans and use American flavors, American brewing techniques, and we use California-grown rice. my idea for the application of setting Sansake sake is what if San Diego was just another prefecture in Japan? So the sake coming out of Osaka is different than the sake coming out of um, Miyagi. Yeah, Miyagi or any of the other prefectures. But what would it be like if it came from San Diego? We've got amazing rice, Calrose rice grown here in California. We have... Uh, amazing ingredients, amazing techniques, and it's a brewed product similar to beer. So for me, I thought I wanted to do something significant. I wanted to do something difficult. Sake, there's nothing to hide behind. You could hide a lot of flaws behind hops or malt. But in a, a Junmai sake, there's nothing to hide behind. So you got to be good. Right. So it's very difficult and when we started there was so few sake breweries that to me it was significant to represent uh what's cool about japan is sake what's cool about japan is the drinking and eating culture what what's cool is bringing it here and and showcasing it to the you know the best of our ability mm. um and we've spent the last uh this will be our 6th year yeah. in the tasting room and uh and I've been brewing sake for I guess 10 years now and I think I've got a lot further to go for brewing you know uh, um, brewing new different recipes, brewing this recipe better, perfecting it, refining it uh, and and spreading the love of sake with the the people I feel like our uh our our message is not reaching as many people as i'd like and so i appreciate you guys helping us with this Um, i
3: think uh one thing that that was really surprising to myself at least was the fact that socket does have so many variations and and so many ways to to drink and so many ways to prepare with cocktails with um you know like food pairings like you were mentioning and i think you guys uh, have brought that core kind of a you have adapted it to kind of like the american taste but at the same time keeping the core the core ingredients, the core craftsmanship of, of the of the of the product.
1: Thanks, man. That's been the goal. I mean, the the fortune cookie was invented in San Francisco, and <laughs> there's no such thing as a sake bomb in Japan. So like the American understanding of foreign cultures, not not conflating fortune cookies or Chinese, but just bringing up the idea that like the American idea of other cultures, um, uh, we, we don't have the best view of it. Right. And, and so for us to, to bring the, the myriad of different things that sake can be uh, from, from uh, Yamaha to Komodo, from nigori being cloudy to uh, our junmai being clear, uh, but, but also how it can be uh, enjoyed. You know, It's not dropped into an industrial light lager and chugged. It's sipped like wine or it's drank in a cocktail uh, pairing with food, I think sake pairs amazingly with cheese. Nobody would ever like intuitively think about it. They think about sake and sushi. But if you get a uh, aged cheddar or a aged Gouda where they got those little crystals in it, or a nice Parmesan, a nice aged cheese, the, uh, the aged cheese with the umami factor of the sake becomes just a beautiful world of flavor. So there's so much room to enjoy and explore sake that isn't in the way that people are already aware of it. And, and and for me, I'm reaching the people that maybe would have never had sake and like uh, me, like you. And, uh, and, and I love it when you guys come in here and drink.
3: <laughs> we do that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs>
3: well, great. I mean, um, it's great that you guys are doing that and you are helping educate people like myself, like others who, and a lot of people, especially at our event, the metal swap, who, who will basically just wander in here and they're going like, okay, what the hell is sake all about? And you guys, you know, whip them up a nice cocktail or you, you get them one of your bottles, uh, collab bottles that you have, that you've done with us, that you've done with cave bastard, yeah. that you've done with some of the locals here. Um, and they're kind of thrown off by it, but then they come back again and again, the next year, like, I'm going to go in there and have a, have a sake because, they, they already have that knowledge that you put into it, which is, which is great.
1: Also like I love craft beer. I mean, we're drinking beer today. Yes. Uh, and it's amazing. There's a great brewery in most neighborhoods of San Diego, but to find great sake or to find local sake, it's so, so unique that we offer that here. And I'm so excited to uh, continue doing that. Um, we look forward to doing more releases of, of, our Ronin Black that we released with y'all in the past. Uh, I believe Cave Bastard is going to do something new with us in the future. Uh, And and I'm always trying to find cool ways to celebrate sake. October 1st is International Sake Day, and we do a sake festival down at Balboa Park. At the Japanese Friendship Garden. Yeah, at the Japanese Friendship Garden. And this will be our fifth year doing it um we're we're happy doing the events we do We, we we take part in a bunch of celebrations all year long but the the metal swap meet far and away is the best for me uh we get international press about the sake day we do and it's really cool that they're like wow they they're loving sake in san diego it's cool to see how japan is responding how the world's responding the best part for me though is metal swap meet when it's this whole parking lots a swirling pit of black shirts and, and <laughs> long haired freaks and and they 're drinking sake too for me that's that 's the most exciting you know i'm not i'm not selling uh, uh, i 'm not preaching to the choir right i right? 'm out there yeah. with the wolves
3: yeah. and and you know uh, piggybacking on that a little bit uh, you've been a metalhead for for a very long time uh, can you tell us a little bit about about how that kind of came to be with your with you and and how you kind of grew into the music
1: man i think i'm the either the weirdest or worst metal head i have no idea which one i am but I'm probably somewhere in between uh w- playing with y'all and, and hanging out with y'all it's it's taught me that there's so many different types of metal that I, i'm like well i didn't even know that was a thing uh you know yodel metal <laughs> 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 but uh, uh i've always been super into you know like gente uh uh, doomy sludge stoner Metal <laughs> um, And and Growing up A, a massive tool fan And I'm, I'm sure there's metalheads out there that will hate me for saying that and, you know, Fuck them Comes uh, with it Comes right. with the territory comes with the ter- <laughs> It comes with the territory of sticking your neck out and saying you yeah. like something right But um, I love uh, There's nothing I love more than Brewing and listening to metal at, at at top volume or uh if not if not metal something you know really cool I, I, we're always playing music here it's it's a big part of the brewing process yeah we, yeah, we do <laughs> um from from Hank 3 to uh Motorhead to Polyphia that was what i was looking for uh that's one of my uh one of my yeah, John. Yeah, it's just
3: more of the Gen T pro progressive yeah, kind of bands, right? Yeah, nerdy stuff that I'm into. No, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh, for me, it's it's turning the music up and getting lost in the work, allowing my mind to to you know ponder other different things. That it's such an ing- integral part of the process that I couldn't imagine uh, brewing without tons of music playing always.
3: <laughs> great, great. Uh, so as we mentioned before. Uh, Keep it on their socials so you can find out when the taste room is open. Yeah. Support the Ronin recovery. Uh, we are super super happy to be involved with this as you know with whatever we can do. Uh, even if you just help out by clicking on their socials and sharing the their publications, that makes a world of difference. Yeah, we appreciate
1: um, if you can yeah. anything you can do to help us. But the barest minimum is throw a like, share it, tag a friend that you think would like it. Uh, if you did that, that that means as much as actually, you know, like donating or buying or uh, bottles or getting on the wall, um, because it's all about raising the uh, raising the awareness, right? Right. Getting Absolutely. the word out there.
3: Absolutely. So, thank you guys for having us. Uh, hopefully, you know and we we're... have the metal swami here. What? What the hell yeah. is that? Oh yeah, we have a metal swami coming up, October fifteenth. How many bands right is here? Oh man. Uh, Four?
1: So yeah. already we're at least one point something bands more than last year. Yes.
3: Double, we're
1: almost double of last, almost we're almost double of last year. Up. And uh, just as many booths. No, more. No, more booths. Yeah. More booths. Uh, more yeah.
0: Booths,
3: more, booths. more booths, more booths, more booths, more bands. More metal. Hell yeah. More metal. So, I'm hey, so excited. I can't wait for Help it. these guys out by helping them. You're helping us. So. Thank you guys for tuning buy in. Buy the
1: Ronin Wall package. That way you have a uh, an open tab for the event to drink beer and sake. <laughs>
3: there you go. Yeah, get yeah. get blasted. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: uh, when you
0: have that open tab, you know, you know like who to help yeah. out. Or buy us a, a drink.
3: Right. There you go. Yeah, the for Middle Swap Talk, Josh, Kim, Brian, Israel. We'll see you next time.